1: episode 89. Diana Lozano has been in the social media and digital marketing world for over seven years. She is the co-founder of Supremacy Marketing, a boutique social media marketing firm based in New York City who manages the social media presence of clients mainly, but not only, from the hospitality and restaurants markets. Her experience ranges in creating social media strategies and consulting for both B2C and B2B brands to help them stand out and break through digital walls for ongoing success. She blogs at Darielu.com, where she provides social media tips, resources, and courses. You can see her work published in Social Media Week, Social Media Today, and Agora Pulse blog. Daryana Lozano, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, Ayut, how are you? I'm so great and I'm so happy to talk with you. Great, how is New York today?
0: New York is good, cold, very cold.
1: (laughs) Wow, I'm now in the UK and it's quite cold as well, I must say. I'm so happy that we are talking and I just shared with our audience what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading?
0: Sure, Um, it's a pleasure to be here on the show. I'm honored that you asked me to talk with you and your audience. Mm. Uh, So I've been in social media marketing for about eight years now. Um, I started off in the corporate world and I went to agencies and I felt that social media was a little bit of an afterthought, you know, people would bring me in last minute into meetings and hmm. just asking for a lot of things and they didn't really understand social media and what I could do and I got a little bit frustrated <laughs> and I just <laughs> that I just wanted to do this on my own and work with companies that I wanted to work with and work more one-on-one with people and really help them understand social media so that it's not the last thing they think about but uh, something that they think about in the beginning when they want to create a campaign or have a business or a product that they want to market. So I started my business about four years ago with my partner and we help entrepreneurs, small businesses, large businesses. We basically help anyone who wants to be on social media.
1: And when I talk about social media, how would you define it? What is social media for you? Because there are so many ways to look at it, and I have my own <laughs> way and my own beliefs in it, and I am really curious to hear how you see it.
0: Yeah, so for me, social media, kind of even the playing field for everyone. Um, I believe that it's a great platform if you you know, thought that you couldn't do something. Now we're seeing people just following their passions because they were sharing it and it was just that simple. It's become a little bit more difficult now because it's so accessible. Everyone has access to it on their phones, on their computers. But I really do think that it evens the playing field for people that really want to get out there and start their own business or are passionate about something. You're starting to see all these new careers blossom from this Thing that was just supposed to be for fun and for mm-hmm. staying connected with your friends and family. So I just I really think it's it's a big equalizer and it gives a lot of opportunities.
1: And when you're working with companies or with entrepreneurs and startups, what part are you taking in their marketing? What do you do under this definition of social media?
0: Right. So we start off basically just uh, creating or helping these businesses figure out who they are online and how they're projecting that message visually and obviously with their copy and captions to their audience uh, ends up happening is we become more integrated in the rest of the business and I've always said this that social media is not like a silo like it becomes part of everything that you do so we you're basically the first point of contact between the customers and the business so you get feedback directly from customers so we end up giving suggestions for uh, production whether that's you know a flavor of something or you know um, some aspect of a product that people didn't think about so we be oh sorry yes we become really integrated into each part of the business parts that we didn't think we'd be a part of so um, in product production we start handling customer service sometimes. So it becomes a lot more than just social media. We really help the business grow and develop new products or, you know, just go in directions they didn't see before.
1: I'm a great believer in social media. Since 2009, when I first found out about Michael Stelzner, who has been in uh, this um, podcast, of course, as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, I used to handle more than $10 million on TV and other campaigns in the traditional world. Yeah, and yeah. suddenly... Yeah. And I'm curious, how do you see it, the issue of advertising versus uh, engaging or how does it mix together?
0: Yeah, I think you need both. I Social media is fantastic for, you know, like you said, it's low cost. Uh, you're not really paying to be on there. You might be paying a marketing manager or someone like me to help you figure it out. Yeah, sure. But you don't have to pay to be on the networks. Um, it's not like you need, you know, three million dollars for 30 seconds of airtime. But I do believe that traditional advertising obviously reaches a lot more people. So if you have the budget for that, I think that it goes hand in hand. So you can play off what you're doing on traditional media, on social media, or vice versa. But I do think that's if you can do both, that's a winning combination because it just, it just kind of gives you this very rounded advertising marketing mix where you're using your budget and then supporting it online where you can talk to people directly.
1: What kind of social media do you use advertisement
0: for? How do you use that? Yeah, so uh, I work with a lot of small businesses. Most of them are in hospitality and restaurants. Um, We do have some products. Okay. Uh, So we use a lot of Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, We've done some LinkedIn. uh, And in the past, when I work with companies in the B2B world, when I do my consulting, we do a lot of advertising on LinkedIn.
1: And does it work? Are you satisfied with the results?
0: Yeah, yeah. They have such you can target people so specifically uh, that it's just amazing the kind of results you can get for a lower cost. Uh, you can, you know, if you know your audience well, if you know what magazines they're reading, if you know what they're watching on television, um, what they like to eat, you can you can reach them so directly. So it's it's more about you. Um, finessing and crafting your message the right way and segmenting the right way to get to the audience that you need but it's really astonishing how how detailed you can get. Wow
1: I love that and where are you heading what do you have in mind what will be the next step?
0: Oh the next step (laughs) so I you know I kind of dreamed of having like a big agency and people and you know I've kind of the that's kind of changed as I've grown in my business and the longer we're in business I would love to just have like a remote team. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that giving opportunities to people maybe in places that, you know, you're not thinking traditionally or just giving someone the freedom to work how they need to work, maybe you know some people have responsibilities like taking care of sick family members or um just any problem like that. And, and they can't really travel. And, and I don't feel like you need to go into an office to be productive. So if I can find great talent that I can work with remotely, I think that'd be great. Um, and I'd like to also start more of pro- selling my own products and courses, which I've done a little bit of, but we've gotten so busy with my main business that we haven't really dived into that part. Um, so I that's short term kind of where, where I see things going
1: how do people find you you already told us who your customers are but yeah how do they find you where are you uh, what are they looking for when they find you
0: yeah so a lot of customers we've gotten recently has been from referrals from customers we already have so
1: yeah the best way
0: I, yeah yeah so they started so it's funny we it's just interesting to see how this starts to work out because you start a bit mm-hmm. kind of like oh my gosh like where am i going to find people but once you get a few people get to know your work um i use social media and people see my blog and they see my articles and so we've gotten a few leads from from just being present online and it solidifies with people that i'm very serious about social media and i hmm. love it and and it is my passion and i guess that that does come across and i try to make it a point to do that on my social media channels so they found us there and then from there, it's just they love the work that we're doing, and so they they tell other business owners that they know. So a lot of our hospitality clients have kind of referred us to others, and now most of our business is in hospitality and restaurants, which is not kind of where I pictured us going, but that's where we are. And I'm not upset about it. I do love food, so <laughs> it's not a bad thing.
1: <laughs> so it's quite. it sounds quite a, a good match. Yeah. As I told you, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs and startup founders, and I would like to ask you, what would be your best advice to them regarding customer focus and the way you should approach your customers? Yeah,
0: so I think you, as an entrepreneur or a small business, you have to be very um, clear about who you are so that you can project to your potential customers or your ideal customer. Uh, in the right way, and that you're speaking to the person that you want to speak to. I know sometimes people will try to talk to everyone, but that doesn't always work. So just be clear on who you are and be clear on who your customer is. And it makes the process a lot easier. And that's not the easiest process to go through, figuring out who you want to work with or who your target customer is, but it's, it's worthwhile sitting down with your team if you have a team or um, just sitting down with yourself and really thinking about who you are and what the image that you want to project is. Like what, what do you want people to see you as? And really what makes you stand apart from every other business? There's 10, you know, there's, I live in New York City, so we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of sandwich shops, but you have to think of which one makes, you know, every, everyone is a little bit different. So one might do subs really well, or, you know, It's just you just need to find what differentiates you as well.
1: Can you give me an example of a company that you worked with, or company that found out more clearly who they are than they were before?
0: Yeah, so you know, it, it kind of happens with a lot of the brands we work with because we push them, we we push them to figure that out because if they don't know that, then we can't correctly put the image that they want on social media. So we tend to walk with them through, we tend to work with every business to kind of ask them who you are, what's the voice of your company? Are you more fun? Are you more laid back? Uh, You know, who are we talking to? Who's your target customer? Where, Where do they hang out? What books are they reading? Do they listen to music? What kind of music is that? So even things that seem very small, And that don't matter, they do, because we can use all that information. The more information we have, the better. Mm. So I kind of go through the process with with every business. Mm.
1: And, um, you know, I know you've got already successes, and we'll get to to it in a minute. But I would like to ask Mm. you to share with us, what is your biggest, most critical, one of the biggest failure with customers? the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most?
0: Yeah, so I worked with one company and this was, you know, eight years ago and social media was pretty new and, well, it, wasn't, it, was, it was new to them. And I created a post and it was, it had a political tone a little bit, um, but I didn't think that much of it and there was, you know, people got upset the customers of the restaurant got upset. And, you know, we took the post down and it really did affect how I felt, you know, I thought it wasn't a big deal. My customer was very upset with me. Customers were upset with them. And that that was really hard. But it's funny because now <laughs> in 2018, we're seeing brands really take on issues that they didn't touch before. Uh, so political issues, social issues. And I think it, it's, it's such a drastic change from eight years ago. And I think it's great that, you know, brands, again, it goes back to really knowing who they are. And they're really embracing issues that before they wouldn't go near. So that was a learning experience. But now I feel OK because <laughs> brands are really taking a stand for politically and socially more often.
1: I think it's so interesting what you're saying about companies and, and restaurants and standing for what they yes. believe more than yeah. we used to because we used to never touch it like you know go making a very big circle just not, not touch the the elephant <laughs> in the room so yeah. did you manage to solve the inconvenience with this customer or did you have to leave them
0: no i mean eventually it wasn't a match and that was um different reasons it but it did it obviously did affect the relationship, but we got over it. We fixed it. Uh, I profusely apologized, <laughs> and it taught me to really have a conversation, deeper conversations with my customers uh, about what they want online, what they don't want online, uh, what things we can talk about, what things they don't want to talk about at all. So that's that's something that's become now routine for me uh, going through, you know, when I, when I first onboard a customer with me, I ask them what their likes and dislikes are what you know just get very specific so again the more I know about them the better I am at my job so yeah it, mm. it changed it changed for it changed me for the better
1: <laughs> hmm. now I would like you to share with us uh, and to tell us the story of your greatest most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customer.
0: Um. With me, so me and my, my customers directly, I, I just like getting them results, and I work with a restaurant here in New York City, and the business owner, well, I was actually sitting in the restaurant, and someone walked in holding their phone out, and they were on Instagram, and they had a post that we created and, you know, published online for, for my customer, and they said, I want this. And they were pointing at their phone and hmm. it was just such a good feeling that I, I, because of our posts, like business was directly coming through the door and I saw it <laughs> happen. <laughs> and then you know, I had a conversation with them and, and they said that 60 to 70% of their business was from, from online. People would see them on the internet and come in. So that was the biggest moment where I was like, it works. <laughs> it really
1: work. this, is the, th- this is the greatest thing, I think, yeah. about
0: marketing.
1: Because we are doing something and somebody has to react yeah, to right. response. Until we, we learn how to make it work, and it's always the feeling that it worked. That people right. really it's read it right. and came and you, you managed to understand the customer right your customer, yeah. right? So I think it always feels like small magic. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's exactly what it felt like. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah, it did. And especially with social media where it's hard to track social media. I agree with you. Uh, people, yeah, and you know, you've know, you been in advertising. You know, people need to see an ad more than once sure. in order to take action. And then it has to be, you know, that they need something that your business provides them. So it, it was just... It, social media is hard to track, and, and I get that question a lot. And to see someone come in and say, this is what I want, right from something that I posted, it was just such a good feeling and really validating. Hmm. Um, myself, like I know that I do a good job, but to actually see it happen was incredible. Yes, it is. Can you recommend
1: the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer-focused marketing on sales? and When I'm talking about a new or the best tool, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless (laughs) list, but I'm looking for something that really works for you or maybe works for your customers and really make the
0: difference for them or for you. Yeah. So, I mean, there's because I work in social media, we use a lot of different tools, um, but I feel like i'm gonna go really simple here emailed. <laughs> are... it's, it's a
1: great answer actually it's the answer we got most i must say and always when somebody said that they don't feel because it's not really a tool right but it's the most it effective yeah. yeah
0: it so helps te- communicate it helps people reach out to us if there's a problem we email or you know text message uh so yeah that's i think that's our biggest helper
1: And uh, when you say email, there is such an issue about creating your email list because you really need people to give you their private or their work email. Everybody say just find something, give them a freebie or anything else, but everybody is doing that today. So how do you actually manage to bring or to create this community of people that wants to be in touch with your customers?
0: Yeah, so um, I would default to that answer to give something for free as well. But after you give them something for free, you have to really keep them engaged. So just constantly providing value. I know people sometimes are scared to give things away or give their knowledge away. But, you know, people are not going to do what you're teaching them. It's, It's just hard if they really need help. They don't have time to try to read all your blog posts. Try to stitch this thing together from these random blog posts that you have. It's just too much work. Um, so if someone really wants to hire you, they will. And I don't think putting free information out there value is is uh, bad or it deters people from contacting you. If anything, it shows them, you're showing them that you know what you're talking about and that you're a leader in your field and you do it. <laughs> hmm. Give people value. I think people are looking for value. I think also... If you give them uh, like a community feel, or or just make them feel like you are actually there and they're not just talking to a machine, I think like a lot of what we do nowadays is automated. Um, It feels very cold because it's all through a screen. So if you can offer something in person, or just have the feeling like you know they can email you and get in touch with you and talk to a real person, I think that really makes a difference now.
1: What kind of freebie? Would you recommend entrepreneurs or startups to give in order to collect the emails? I think this is an issue that yeah. became more and more complicated because people get used to get so many things free.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I've used a lot of different for my blog. Um, I do. I have a resource library, so I have a lot of different pro- um, like checklists, guides in there. Uh, I also think webinars work very well. So if you can, you know, put together a video and it doesn't have to be, I think people get scared because they feel like their videos need to be very high production, high production value. And it doesn't, as you're delivering value uh, and people like you, people will listen. So uh, I, I have a resource library. So it's a bunch of stuff that's in there for free and I you know, add new things every once in a while. So it might be a new checklist, a new video, um, so that's how I do it. I think it really depends on your business. And, you know, like if, for example, you uh, are a shoe brand, you can put like a style guide together of how to style the shoes with different outfits. So it really depends, I think, on what your product or service is. Hmm. Um, so think about not just how they can directly use your product or service, but like other, other ways you can highlight hmm. how they can use the, the product thanks you know we always talk about
1: when you succeed usually you've got to the moment to this point when you stop chasing after your customers and you start to attract them to you yeah and when we had a small chat at the beginning of this interview you laughed and you said that you're exactly at that point today yeah. so can you answer can you say how does it feel how did it happen
0: I I feel overwhelmed right now, to be completely honest. Um, But I'm very very happy. This is a good problem to have. It's it's taken a few years. It didn't happen overnight, and I want to really talk about that because I think people decide that they want to start a business, and you have a timeline in your head. You know, you think you're gonna accomplish things by you know six months to a year, and then they don't happen, and you get frustrated and It's so hard and there's been a lot of sleepless nights and, and anxiety and, you know, a lot of stress, but, you know, we're now, now we're facing a different kind of stress and it's that we, we are attracting more customers and we just don't have uh, the bandwidth right now, which is good. (laughs) It is, it is good. It's a good, it's a good place to be.
1: Yeah, it is. And, um. You know, there are many things that affect success. And you're just talking about success and about really giving a good service because you don't have the bandwidth to take care of everybody that wants to get your help. But I want to ask you, I believe that everyone has their one most important factor that affects their success. And I want to ask you, what is your key success factor? What made it for you?
0: I love this question. I genuinely think that I've gotten to the point where I am now uh, with support of my business partner, obviously, but also I just really care. I, I love social media marketing. I want to help businesses. I want to help them learn and understand my job and social media. And I help them do that. And, you know, I always tell them, If you have any questions, please ask me. I am here as a resource for you to ask. You know, if you you have any ideas, let me know. We'll work on them and translate them to work on social media. So I really do just genuinely care. And I want my customers to feel good about what they're putting up there. I have one of the most transparent, you know, you know whether I'm working Mm or not. (laughs) You know, you can... Log on to your Twitter account, on your Instagram account, and see if we're posting. You can see the images we're using. You can see the captions. It's very transparent. So I just want to make sure that they're happy with what they're seeing, that they feel that I'm encompassing their brand in the right way, and that I'm putting it out there in the right way. So I I think my tip to anyone is just to genuinely care Hmm. because it, it comes in your work.
1: Well, I love that. Mm-hmm. And my final question before I will ask you what the best way to connect with you is my yeah. mountain question. And yeah. and yeah. as I always tell, I always imagine that this journey of taking position in the mind of the customers yeah. and going step by step to create this awareness and uh, to really um, understand the customer and make the customers look for you and want to use your product or yeah. your service. I really always imagine it as climbing a mountain, yeah, and I started is. to, uh, yeah, and I started to ask my guests whether they ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain or plan on climbing a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all, <laughs> and I'm talking about physical mountains, about literally a mountain
0: yeah i <laughs> this is a great question, I love it I mm-hmm. don't do a lot of things outdoors I'm just not an outdoorsy person um I I've been camping maybe once and I was over (laughs) it done um so just to climb any mountain I think to me would be great it would be such a I would be so out of my comfort zone but I do like to explore and and do things that I'm a little bit uncomfortable with because you learn so much about yourself so I don't know. If there's a small, small mountain I can climb, I'll start there. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, any I, I've never, you know, you watch these documentaries and it's so difficult. And, you know, I watch the Everest ones and it takes weeks and you're conditioning your body. And I just think it's incredible that people go out there and do that. So, I mean, any mountain that I could potentially yeah. climb would be great. <laughs>
1: That's great. And so for now, you're looking for a small mountain. So anyone that oh, just yeah, hears yeah. of a small mountain in the area of New York is a good one for you, isn't it? Yeah, bare yeah, mountain.
0: <laughs> you know, something small. Not, not, not weeks. I love it.
1: <laughs> what is the best way to connect with you? Where well, are our listeners that will want to be in touch with you? Where can they find you?
0: Okay, so I am obviously on social media. <laughs> that is not the best way. Yeah, probably context.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, my handle is at um, Dari Lo, D H A R I L O, and that's my handle on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, and yeah, that's the best way. Or on my website, DariLo dot com, or you can type in Lozano dot com, and it redirects you to my website. Those are the two easiest ways um, to get in touch with me, but. Social media is
1: probably the best. Hmm. So that's great. And we'll put all these links in the show notes of this interview. And, Adriana, I would like to thank you so much because I enjoyed talking with you so much. And I enjoyed enjoyed having your tips and really you look at things so straight away and finding ways for your customers. I really love that.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really an honor to have time to chat with you.
1: (laughs) So thank you so much and take care. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.